hi everybody i'm bailey i'm drew i'm lacy and we're sarcastic so let's get sinister How you guys doing? You excited to dive into our third and final episode I'm of so the Dialogue Fest? I am so distracted right now by this crazy, like, five-minute hacks video that I'm watching on Facebook. That's not... It's, oh, those are awful. It's so... But it's like... They're so dumb. No, yeah, 100% they're dumb, but, like, it's so weird because it's like... I don't understand how I don't understand how any of it's really a hack. Like They're not. Well, she was like there was one girl who had like really long fingernails, so she was like, use your knuckles to get your contacts out. <laughs> what? I would rather learn about the dialogue path. <laughs> you don't wanna let, know some more hacks? Not those kinds. <laughs> I want to talk about theories because we were already holding ourselves back in part two from discussing theories. I mean, we could have gone into it in part two. We just would have had like a three hour long episode. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. um, Yeah, so today we're going to eventually get to theories we're gonna spend probably the most amount of time but um before we do that i'm gonna do like a little recap mm-hmm. we're gonna go over some of the strange clues talk about them a little bit more in detail touch on the investigation and then get to the main event of the okay. theories um drew are you going to pull the powerpoint up again probably well, you do that probably. i'm gonna do well, a little if recap you don't i'm gonna pull it up on my own Okay, so anyone that didn't pay attention or just needs a recap from the first two episodes, um, Dyatlov Pass um, was 10 hikers, um, mostly university students and graduates, um, plus one aspiring instructor, um, going on a hike six for 16 days in Russia in 1959. Um, one hiker did withdraw from the hike at the last minute due to a medical condition. The first few days of the hike seemed to be fine, but the group fails to confirm that they had made it back safely. Weeks go on, and then eventually search parties were formed and sent out. Um, the tent was found first. The tent was found destroyed with like cuts coming from the inside out there were hats gloves coats left abandoned and some were even outside the tent um eventually they did find all nine bodies and they had some very strange um injuries that we're gonna go over again faster though um okay So, let's dive into the strange clues. We're going to focus first on the tent. Um, First and foremost, 
Did you guys, do you guys remember, remember me mentioning that there was a flashlight found on top of the tent when they first got there? Yeah, yes. it had worked. It had a, yeah. Yeah, it was working, um, but the power was off, so abnormal. Um, only one side of the tent had been cut, and there were also, like, many little cuts to the tent. Keep going, Drew. Keep going, keep going. Sorry, we're just going through our PowerPoint, if you're not listening. So this is the tent, a picture of the tent um, hung up in what they were using as, like, their investigative, like, headquarters. And you can kind of see the cuts and how they're some pretty tiny ones. Um, And the reason they, like, mention this is, like, if you're... In a panic, how many cuts are you going to make? Like, you could just make one of those cuts and then, like, shred it. Because it's canvas with your hands. Um, They noted that it just seemed weird that there were so many of the cuts. Do Um, do you think it's, like, someone was, like, stabbing at it? I don't know. Um, did you tell There's... us how many knives were found? Because could it have been more than one person was jabbing? Oh, for sure. They they all had, like, different, like, knives and, like, uh, pocket knives and stuff. We'll get to it in a little bit more detail with, um, one of the theories. Um, but basically one of the theories is that, like, someone tore it or cut it not like in a haste or anything just to if we're going on like a murder angle they tore it so that it couldn't be used as shelter oh so they like sabotaged it yeah okay um there was food money appropriate clothes and tools left in the tent nothing appeared to be crushed not even crackers um, they found a cut-up ski pole in the tent, which, like I had said in the previous episodes, they weren't given extra skis or poles, so it's unknown why this was found, but this would have been pretty dangerous for someone just to, like, cut up, um, if it was one of the hikers. Uh, the front and rear entrance weren't blocked, so it, like, further makes it, like, weird, like, why cut themselves out of the tent if their entrances were open. Um, As for the diaries, um, they found them in the tent. There was Zena's, Luda, Rustam, and the group's diary, but they also found a fifth and unknown diary. Drew, you're going too far. Um, That the unknown diary never had a name to it. So they weren't sure whose it was. Uh, Simon and Alexander were also known to have a diary, too, on this hike. But their two diaries were never found. Hmm. There was also four cameras found in the tent, too, belonging to Igor, Rustam, George, and Simon. But if you remember, Simon was also found with a camera around his neck. Yes, I remember. He had two cameras. Hmm. Um, 
this camera that was found around him, Simon was submerged in water for when he was found. So the film in this camera was ruined and yeah. they weren't able to use it. Um, outside the tent, if you remember, there was clothing, um, a pickaxe, hats, gloves, change, and several small items. Um, as for the footprints that they found outside the tent, they appeared to be side to side as if the group was like walking next to each other and like kind of like a horizontal line. But they would find um, one to two sets of footprints that le- would lead away from the group for a short distance, but then return. There were also um, signs that some of the footprints had been stepped in more than once. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. Um, for this next part, we're going to focus on, like, photos and, like, diaries and stuff. Um, one of the weirdest things that's noted in the diaries is um alexander's birthday they celebrated it on the 30th of january his actual birthday is in november oh so i'm just saying that today's his birthday but the people who are listening will not be listening on the 30th we're recording on the day they celebrated his birthday but apparently that's the wrong day anyway, so never mind. Yeah, so it's, yeah, strange. Um, Drew, go to the next two slides. One more. Okay. So here are photos while they're, while they're in the lodging town, which is one of their stops before they took their foot hike. Um, Excuse me. So in this photo, all the way to the left, you can kind of you can see Luda, although on the bottom, mm-hmm. um, and it appears in the first photo she's picking something up. This object looks like it could have fallen out of that shoulder, soldier's pocket. Um, it also looks like Yuri, who's behind her in that photo, is kind of like trying to like keep her from put, picking it up. But in the second photo. Um, she's standing, and it seems like the object is in her hand. Uh, nothing is written about this event in the diaries, and it's, like, kind of, like, theorized that, like, ma- like, did Luda pick something up that fell fell out of one of the, um, soldiers' pockets, or is it, like, nothing? Um, go to the next slide for me, Drew. Never mind. Um, in their final photo that's seen on any of the cameras, which we'll get to it later when we go through it, um, there's a mystery man. The man is in, uh, oh wait, no. Hold on, sorry. <sighs> sorry, guys. Sure, go to slide 42. Okay. So, in the final photo that you can actually, like, make out something, um, there's this mystery man. He's on... like the Yeti. Okay, great. Um, he's in the distance. He doesn't resemble any of the other hikers. 
Um, if you go to the next slide, Drew, um, you should be able to see a comparison of the group and him. As you can see, the group of the hikers are much more like slender and leaner. Can you go back to the other slide? Um, this person cut like zoomed in on the image. I think it makes it look harder to see, and I think it's pretty yeah interesting that someone's going to that stretch of saying that he's got all these things on. For instance, he sees that he, the guy is wearing a ski mask. He also feels like something's around his belt and or he's got like a weapon attached to his thigh. Yeah, I don't see any I don't yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I can see the dark, darkened areas. I don't know if you can really make that argument. Yeah, I could, I, I could maybe make the argument for the ski mask because the face is the same color as the rest of his body. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But like, seeing a strap or a holster, it just looks say, like a bulky person. How do yeah. you know it's a holster? <laughs> yeah, and um, also, Lacey, it might not even really be a bulky person; just somebody who's dressed for the weather yeah just like wearing bulky stuff well yeah. in this in this photo that's comparing comparing them that's them all dressed for the weather too yeah but like if he he might like he looks like he's got a bit of a belly on him but it, it does look clear when it's not as zoomed in <laughs> yeah but zoomed in pictures don't. um in the next um slide the author of the death of nine the book i read um, did an experiment with a G.I. Joe and dressed him up similarly with, like, a holster, a strap on his leg, um, and then took, like, a similar style photo and purposely, like, blurred it a little bit. And, I mean, I, I they, they look similar. I get it. But, like... I think they mostly look similar because the stance is similar. I think for sure there's something, like, obstructing his head. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a stretch to be like, oh, he's got like something on his belt. He's got something on his leg. He does look like he's in a jumpsuit. Yeah. Because it looks like one hole. I could understand how people who are Yeti people could look at this and be like, that was not a person. That's something else that they saw out there. Um, Why would a Yeti need a ski mask, though? But is I think if it's a Yeti, it's not wearing a ski mask. It just has a hairy face. It's, yeah, like a gorilla. My understanding of Yetis is they're pretty hairy. I would like to address Lacey's comment about the Yeti people. I didn't want to say people who believe in Yetis because that felt condescending. But does Yeti people not sound better? It was supposed to sound more supportive of people who believe in Yetis. Because I don't believe in Yetis, but I'm willing to let other people. You believe keep in saying Yetis. yetis. I always thought the Yeti was, like, the Bigfoot of the cold. Well, if there's just one, it would die out, right? There have to be more Yetis <laughs> to keep the Yeti going. But I'm loving this that, conversation. <laughs> how do you explain the, the Bigfoot? Are there multiple Bigfoots? I would assume it would be a whole race of Bigfooted individuals. It's, it's big feet when it's multiple. So there's just multiple big feet out there? Do you think that is one Bigfoot that is just never dying? Yes. Oh, well, okay. And same that, with the Yeti. In that situation, then, it would just be the Bigfoot. I, and, again, same with the Yeti. 
All right. Well, if it's an immortal Yeti, then I will say I that it's that, just a Yeti. I don't think he's immortal. I think that they have a very long lifespan. Okay. Okay. I think this I is a very good how... conversation. I think it is a spirited debate. Um, I do think we should move on, though. Okay. I okay, like, great. I like in that conclusion, you I don't think this is a picture of great. Yeti. Okay. Um, so we're gonna, so those are kind of like the weird photos that we have off of them. Bailey, I'm um, sorry. I have one question about that that I forgot to ask. N- did none of, in the diaries they recovered, nobody mentioned anywhere running into like another hiker or anything? Or the Yeti? That, that we know of, or a Yeti. I'm about to go through some of the like important okay. diary blurbs, um, okay. but in short, no. Gotcha. Um, yeah, which if so, this being I think the thought is this being the last photo that they took on February 1st and there's no diary entries on February 1st and typically how they would do what would they their days would go um, would be they'd hike take lunch, hike again, go to dinner, um, set up camp, do chores and everything, and then you would sit by the fire and write in your diary. Mm-hmm. Um, you weren't usually, like, recording throughout the day. I so, imagine it would be very difficult if they tried to do that. Could you imagine? Yeah. Anyway, um, so going into some of the diaries, um... Zena's diary on January 28th, um, she mentioned that Alexander was testing his device, then quit. It's unknown what this device was, and it was never mentioned again. Um, it was ne- it, the, This device was also not found on the bodies or in the tent. Um, if you remember, Alexander was had studied physics. He was working in a nuclear development. Um, warehouse or factory that's the word i wanted um and he also had a degree in metallurgy so this device could have been anything on that spectrum or something else just a weird note from her diary that day Hmm. um and then we're gonna go to january 30th which that's the last day in January, right? No, there's 31. Fuck. Okay. Almost. Huh. So close. So, so close. Um, this is the last entry that we see in a few of them. Like, for instance, this is Zena's last entry in her um, diary. Um, the reason I'm going to bring out this date in particular is that we've got at least... I have three of the diaries here. Um... And the details are weird amongst all of them. Like, nothing correlates. Um, Zena mentions that her and Rustam are on duty that night. She mentioned that Yuri had ended up burning his mittens and the burn in his jacket. Um, But she never mentions how it happens. If you go back to that slide... Where we're sort of close to it. Um, it's keep going. I don't remember what number it was. Thirty nine. 
I've got it open anyway. That's Rasta modeling it. It's very badly burned. Um, there's no like note about how that happened. Um, in her diary, she also wrote Rampel, which is a name of one of which is the name of a hunter that helped give Igor directions in like the beginning of their hike, and that's just written on a random page in her diary with no context. Um, on the same day, in the unknown diary, it mentions that Alexander and Nicholas were having to do chores as punishment for slowing the group down that day. It also mentions Alexander's birthday, to which they gave him a tangerine, which he then split amongst the group. Oh. <laughs> uh, it also mentioned that um, Nicholas had begun to write in his diary by the fire. Um, but again, a diary by Nicholas was never found. So, strange. Um, in the group diary that day, it was, this entry was unsigned in the group diary. Um, it was very descriptive, unhurried, and informative. It talks about, like, the weather, um, mency signs, and gave a lot of, like, information, but it doesn't match anything that's, like, written in Xena or, like, the Unknown Diaries. Um, so, for contradictions, in the past, in Xena's diary, specifically, she mentioned, like, Yuri's birthday, because they were on the trail on the hike when Yuri had his birthday, and she had noted that in her diary. She never mentioned Alexander's birthday. Um, she also mentioned that her and Rustam were on duty, but in the Unknown Diary, it said that Alexander and Nicholas were on duty. So, like, could have been, like, maybe Zena and Rustam were on duty, like, earlier in the day or something, mm. but still just a weird contradiction. Um, the Unknown Diary also, um, was the only one to mention that the group was slowed down by Alexander and Nicholas. Um, and basically, like, what slowed down would, meaning in this, um, case, um, would be if someone was, like, straggling behind or if they were stopping frequently, since ski hiking requires the group progress in a single file line. As you could see in their photos, they're always in a single file line. So, the only way to slow someone down is whatnot. And, um... Sorry, I did not complete that sentence. But anyway, <laughs> in the um, in the book I had read, it like made a comment that was like saying that if you put these diary entries side to side, and you didn't say that they were on the exact same date, you wouldn't have known that. Like you wouldn't have been able to like piece it together that this all happened on the same day. I was gonna say maybe one of them like you, got confused about what day it was and put the wrong date. Maybe. Because they were like, what day is it? And somebody was like, well, it's the last day of January. And they said, oh, it must be the 30th. 
because there's only 30 days in January. And then here we are 65 years later. Like, what was going on that day? This is confusing. Maybe. Um, so on the 31st, which is, this is the last uh, group diary entry that we have. Um, we know this one was written by Igor because he signed it. They had mentioned that they were following a deer hunter. Um, they had seen his tracks at a camp, but um, in all the times time of this case, no one has ever come forward admitting to be that hunter. Um, he also noted, and this is pretty important because we'll we're going to come back to it, is that on that day, all they could do was a one and a half kilometers per hour or one mile per hour. Now, keep in mind, the cedar area was a mile from the tent, and temperatures were like minus 18 Celsius to minus 24 Celsius, with visibility very low. And I bring this up because if on skis the group can only go a mile an hour, how long would it take them to go barefoot that night in four feet yeah. of deep snow? And why did they keep going? Yeah. How, what was motivating them to go that yeah. far when it would have been so difficult? And they would have been walking for an hour or so. Yeah. Straight. Jesus. Food food for thought as we continue. So much um, Yeah. So, um, we're gonna, that's all the diaries I have. We'll round back to um, Strange Clues, for instance, the storage area. As I me mentioned, there is a pair of skis left behind. No one knows who they are or who they were. Wars. Yeah. Shut up. Okay. I'm sleepy. <laughs> um, again, there were no extra skis provided. And I think I said that... Um, the theory that they thought was like someone had volunteered to give up their skis and kind of stay behind with the tent while the group. Did I say this yesterday? I don't know. Anybody? Okay. There so was a lot of information. The, got it. The theory that they had come up with, with why there was a pair of skis left behind, was that someone had volunteered to stay behind with the tent as the rest of the group ascended the mountain um and then would come back okay what would be like the reasoning behind that for them to stay behind yeah. no idea no idea um they also there's another theory that the storage area was set up the night like shit hit the fan and like they all died um and they had this theory based on the fact that for instance Simon and Nicholas were the warmest were dressed in the warmest winter clothes when they were found um so they are going off the thought that maybe the group split up and Simon and Nicholas went to set up, like, the storage area while the rest of the group was, like, setting up the tent and everything. Mm. And 
for whatever happened, Simon Nicholas, like, came back and ran into the group, like, in a hurry or in crisis or something. And that's why they were dressed the warmest. Maybe they started, and then after a little bit, they were like, we're not going to make it. It's We have a better odds of just heading back and meeting up with everybody. Um... For, um, you guys remember in the cedar area there was a fire? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, experienced outdoorsmen estimated that the fire only burned for about 90 minutes. They saw no reason for the fire to have gone out by itself. Um, and they actually believe it was extinguished on purpose. Now, Weird things with this is both Rustam and Alexander were found with matches. So if the fire was like having trouble and actually had gone out by itself, they had a source to relight it. Um, and the area was also like wooded, so it was protected um, from high winds. So it shouldn't have just gone out with wind. Can I theorize? Uh, give me one more second. Okay. Um, I did mention that a strip of cloth was also found in that area. Yuri Yud- uh, Yudin, who, um, was the one that had to drop out to due, due to sciatica, mm-hmm. um, he and other witnesses would describe this similar to what's known as military, uh, windings which were strips of cloth that the soldiers would use to um, wind around their boots for installation. Okay. So now you can tell me why theory, Drew. Um, that's, do you think that maybe that's the thing that Luda was picking up? No? Okay. So then my theory is that when George and Yuri, because this happened, um, fell off the cliff and landed into the fire. I knew that was going to come up today. Um, somebody in this foursome put the fire out in an attempt to also put out them. So the fire was going, they had fallen through the tree onto the fire, and somebody was like, oh no, they're on fire, I have to put them out, and the fire happened to be extinguished at the same time. Well, yeah, because they didn't catch on fire. They fell and sustain serious injury into the fire. So then you would kick a bunch of snow on all of the fire. Mm-hmm. I because just want to point were... out that I do not believe anybody fell off a cliff. I would like to point out that Lacey has a small fire going behind her. That's a candle. I'm not going to fall into that one. No, just a weird coincidence. Oh, your family's candle. Drew, show us your candle. I cannot. Oh, my no. camera is not working. I can't wait because we are actually going to talk about their injuries um, based on like who has the common ones. And we're going to talk about why a fall does not make sense. Your Ooh, face okay. doesn't make sense. Tell us more. Great. Um, so we're going to go into injuries. First and foremost, we're going to talk about body positioning. Um, Simon was found with a pen and notebook in his hands. Let's not forget that weird uh, tidbit. They're also 
appeared to be points, um, or you can make the argument that it looked like they were tied or restrained at some point. Specifically, Igor, Cena, and Rustam. Um, Igor's hands, if you remember, were clenched together in front of his chest. Mm. He also had those abrasions on his ankles. Zena was found with fingernail injuries to her wrists. Um, this um, could be made to the case that she was trying to like struggle and free herself. And then Rustin looked as if he had like gotten one hand free in his position, um, like his body positioning, um, until he was knocked out again. Um, so in hypothermia, which I'd say, I don't remember the exact number, but I think like at least seven out of nine of them were deemed, that was deemed that our cause of death was hypothermia. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very common for a person to curl up in a ball as a way to like stay warm and like conserve body heat. As you remember from yesterday, that was not the case in any of them. They were either on their back or on their stomach or, like, Xena was on her side and, like, kind of spread out. Um, And, yes, we can make exceptions to this rule, but for nine of them, all to not look like anywhere like curled up is is very strange um xena and um rustin kind of look like they were in a fetal position and just relaxed a little yeah but don't you think they would have i mean they're all they're frozen don't you think they would have frozen in that position no but i'm saying like they were in the fetal position and then as they were dying they just kind of relaxed and then they froze in a and more those. relaxed fetal position. Um, something I wanted to point out is during this time, the USSR, that's who we're dealing with, um, it was a common execution to use hypothermia because, I mean, they've got the climate for it. Um, so in this case, they would have a person disrobe and simply leave them out in the freezing temperature to die. Um, it was a very hands-off and cost-efficient style of execution. Um, next, we're going to go through common injuries. Because there was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Bloody abrasions on the eyelids. This was seen in Igor, Rustam, and Xena. Um, one of the theories for this was could they have been like blindfolded with something that like dug in? Um, we will be moving on. There were bloody abrasions with an indent, possibly from restraint, um, on Rustam, Igor's ankles, as we saw Yuri um, and George, who was um, also at the Cedar. They think that, or um, one of the theories is that because he had, like, pieces of skin or his fingers in his mouth, maybe he was trying to bite at a restraint and 
didn't realize he was biting at his own skin in the process. Okay. Because frostbite. Yeah. Okay. Still horrifying. Yeah. To think that he accidentally um, chewed off part of his finger because he was so frostbite and he couldn't even feel it. Yeah. Um. The cuts on the left palm for George and Yuri. No. George and Igor um, could possibly have been, like, a knife. There were um, multiple bruised bloody knuckles, also known as, like, boxer knuckles, on uh, Zena, Rustam, Igor, and George. Um, do you remember the strange U-shaped injuries mm-hmm. on Igor, George, and Yuri? Um, it was, like, one of the theories is, like, it could be, like, from a butt of the gun. Oh, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, Igor had it on his face bilaterally. George had it um, on his left leg. And Yuri had it on his left arm. Um, for burns... That's weird... Those are... Sorry. Those are just weird spots to be smacking people. The arm especially. The leg I can yeah. maybe like kind of see. Like you're kind of just like pushing him down. But like, I don't know. Was um, it was... Yeah, Gary was the one. Your yeah, it's maybe, a weird I hit. Mean, you could that could be maybe like a defensive, like if they were going for his face and he put his arm up to block it and they hit his arm instead. Yeah. Um, we're gonna talk about burns now, Drew. So, Yuri and George. Both had burns. Yuri was on his hair and his head. George, pretty much his entire left leg. Um, these were third degree burns, meaning the fire, like a fire, had burnt all the way through the skin down to the muscle, leaving the area charred. Right. Um, this is not a quick burn. It shows intent of injury. Um, that this was like not an accident he would have had to stay in the fire for a while because if it was an accident he would have gotten pulled out immediately mm-hmm. um i don't want to hear your shit about a fall from um <laughs> a cliff just yet and him falling in fire just listen mm-hmm. um Rustam and George both had black eyes. Well, the arm twist shoulder bruise thing on Nicholas was weird. Um, multiple bleeding in the brains, oh. if you remember. Okay. Um, so there were multiple skull fractures. There were multiple um, people that had bleeding in their brain. Rustam and Nicholas both had skull fractures and bleeding in their brain, but George, he um, he had a lot of external damage to his face, mm-hmm. um, but no skull fractures, surprisingly, but did have a bleed in his brain. Um, other um, unusual bruises, Xena had that um, 12-inch long bruise from her, like, on her waist, from her stomach to her back. Um, it was theorized that it's like possibly from like a hit with like a long rod or like a branch or maybe like some type of restraint. 
Um, George had a bruise on his upper left leg that extended from his thigh to his butt. Um, it was also the same leg that he had the third degree burns on. So pretty much George's left leg is just it's fucked. Yeah. Um, do you, do we know that the burns happened pre-mortem? I don't know. I feel like they had to have because there, who would have been there? How would he have ended up on a fire after he died? I'll do that. Um, could it be, could, is there a chance that he was so cold that he could have been like, his leg could have been on the fire for a minute or two before he even realized it. Is that like a level of cold you can be? That's a great question. I don't Thank know. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I would think that he would start to feel it maybe not like, obviously. So your skin is many layers. And mm-hmm. if you've ever like had like a blister or anything, you don't really feel that like coming off. Mm-hmm. The bottom layer of your skin has your nerves. <sighs> No, was it? I really don't know, because yeah. because if he's so cold, it numbs your nerves too. Um, but there's also something which I know when I first heard of this case, it was talked about like paradoxical undressing. Basically, when you're you get so cold that you start to your body just thinks it throws your temperature high, and then you start to undress. Yeah. Um. But I'm also pretty sure that with, like, frostbite, I think that, like, because your nerves are so cold that they start to feel like they're, they're burning or it starts to hurt. Okay. I, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> um, I'd like to say no, but the fact that, like, we're dealing with, like, frostbite and everything... It's difficult to say. Um, I can tell you the the coroner did not look for if it happened pre mortem. Okay. Um. Why are you talking? Yeah. Um. For you remember the cadaver spots that I had mentioned? That's um yes. where they labeled like yeah. yeah. So the only hikers who positions weren't compromised um by like clothing removal or water um were xena rustum and igor so they all should have been found in the positions in which they died so if you remember like george and yori they probably had the clothes taken off because luda was found with some of their clothes um the other four were found in water so it's difficult to say like if they did move um igor was not moved after death. Xena and Rustum both had cadaver spots on their backs but were found on their stomachs. So what moved the bodies? Um sorry it's just, COVID. It's like nothing wants to I don't want to breathe. Um okay. Next we're gonna go into hemothoraxes which again is when blood collects between the chest wall and the lungs and the pleural cavity. Um, this can be caused by an injury to the chest, such as broken ribs or extensive, in, intense 
external pressure on the chest. So this was seen in Rustam, Alexander, Nicholas, Simon, and Luda. Rustam again was found like in that single file line, like between the tent and the cedar area, mm-hmm. and the rest of them were found at the snow den. Um, it was also I found that it was also a common torture method to lay on a victim while they're on their back and like sit or kneel on their chest to kind of get them to talk um this could be an example of that external pressure to a chest um pulmonary edema was found in everyone but Cena. pulmonary edema is a a condition in which there's excess fluid in the lungs um like the actual lungs, not the pleural space. This can be caused by trauma at the chest wall or in strangulation. Um, in severe, severe cases, um, it can be seen that there's like a pink, frothy sputum from the lungs um, coming out of a person's mouth or nose. I make this comment because Yuri had some kind of frothy su- substance found at his mouth. Um, like on his cheek, noted. Um, oh, I got to the broken ribs. We'll skip the broken ribs. We'll come. We'll get back when Drew is available. Okay. Um, thyroid cartilage was crushed or injured. That happened in Alexander and Luda. That can be a common sign of strangulation. Um, Alexander had a broken nose. Um. You remember the like nostrils pinched? Yeah, thing like closed pin. that happened in um, Alexander, Simon, and Luda. All were in the snow den. Um, I'm back. Oh, uh, this is similar to another type of torture that would restrict a victim's breathing. Like if you close your nostrils, you have mm-hmm. to breathe out of your mouth. Um, now let's get to the broken ribs for Drew. Um, it's a good um, way to get them to like hyperventilate. Yeah. And cause pulmonary um, edema. Edema. Um, so I don't know if you heard me, Drew, but when I talked about the hemothorax, um, I did. What? I did not. Okay. Which, so, by the way, my daughter is fine. Thanks for asking. Oh, thank God. I figured because, like, you didn't come back and say, like, oh my God, we need to go to the ER or anything. Yeah, yeah that's true. But, um, Still, you told me to continue, so I was on a roll. Um, oh, sorry. In the sources I had found, um, a common torture method was to have a person lay on their back and then either sit or kneel on their chest and that could be enough pressure um to cause a hemothorax um i meant weird torture methods you're talking about here yeah i mentioned that because of the broken ribs if you remember simon and luda had broken ribs in two places no i remember they they would have had like flail chest yeah um so like 
were working on a theory that maybe they were tortured or something was like on their chest and they could have been kneeling on that like his right side and cracked his ribs in two places um but if we're working off of a fall specifically for the broken ribs um true what happens to your body when you fall you break stuff okay but like your body position like what do you do instinctively when you fall try and break your fall mm-hmm. um do you see like any broken bones indicated on like simon or luda Let me check. Well, I don't think Simon and Luda fell. Okay. Do you want to go back to George and Yuri? They've got so much going on. Hold on. Okay. Um, At least if you haven't caught on instinctively when you were falling, you put your arms or legs out. Yeah. Um, No one was noted to have broken appendages. Out of all nine. Well, maybe they didn't because they hit the tree branches on their way down. They didn't fall with enough force to break anything. This is a long time without talking. Okay. Well, I said something, and then nobody else said anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. Waiting. Well, waiting to learn. Well, Bailey, <sighs> my camera's not working, so we can't stare at each other. Oh, so I, I didn't know that that was what we were doing. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, we're uh, going to round back to the other weird uh, injuries. Let's talk about Luda's tongue. Okay? Um, yes. So... Her tongue and we had talked about the like the base of her mouth were missing. Um and her hyoid bone was like visible and loose or movable or something. Um if we're going off of and like if because I know we talked about like in animals like coming at the eyes, um a common theory is like, oh, maybe an animal took her tongue. Her mouth was closed. Um, when she was found, while, for instance, Alexander's was open and his tongue was present, Nicholas was also, um, he had a hole in his face on the right side, right by his mouth, um, and his tongue was still there. Um, It also, at least it wasn't noted, any other signs of animal damage to anyone's bodies, there were no meaning there's no like bite marks or like scratches indicated um and hold on sorry oh okay so um during her microscopic examination of her hyoid bone um it was found that there were no signs of bleeding um so it happened after death but she um was found in water so who's to say the running water didn't clean up all that blood mm. she was found face um, down in water too so yeah 
Um, again, coroner's fault. He never described the inside of her mouth. He never said if it was, like, obvious that, like, it was cut or if it was, like, messed up from some, like, pulling or whatnot. He never described the wound. Um, it was noted somewhere that her stomach contained reddish-brown slimy, a slimy mass. Um, that could have been blood. Meaning that she swallowed blood while alive when her tongue was cut. Mm. Well, at least he's not a fan of that. I don't like it. Sorry. Lots of things I'm not loving about this, but that's like, that's toward the top. So, that was all the strange clues. Um, We're going to touch real quick on the investigation because it's kind of a joke um oh i was gonna say was it really really thorough sure yeah do they do a Um, great job so the case was initially classified as criminal um based on the fact Mm. that there were no signs of an avalanche or other natural events um for instance there were no down trees in the area tent was still like sound um um once they got the autopsies back it was clear that it uh wasn't burglary burglary or um sexual assault um there was money food and vodka in the tent um if it was burglary they could have taken all that they didn't it Um, seems crazy that that would even be like a suggested theory I think they just have to yeah. go through all of the basic ones. <laughs> okay. Um. So the searchers, the original searchers who had found the tent and found the bodies, their first thought that someone had forced the hikers out of the tent, um, either a stranger or one of the hikers themselves. Um. So remember, they found the tent late February um didn't find all of the bodies until the beginning of May uh on May 28th of that same year uh the investigation was closed because when May 28th oh sure when did they find the last bodies in the beginning of May specifically the final autopsies were performed on the 9th of May well, you can't possibly okay. think this case needs more than a month dedicated to it. No, they got no. it. Yeah. What? Lacey, there's a thing called um, over-investigating. Yeah, you don't want to, you know, beat a dead yeah. horse. Exactly. exactly. Um, so, at that point, it was, in- it was concluded that homicide was not a factor. The report ended with, quote, it should be concluded that the cause of the hiker's demise was an overwhelming force which they were not able to overcome. Okay. (laughs) What a stupid... Sounds good. I feel like you could say that for so many deaths. Most, I would argue. (laughs) Almost all. That's Uh, not majority. What a political explanation. Um, 
speaking of political, yeah, the entire region where this happened was closed uh, for hundreds of miles in all directions for three years, only with government officials to have access. Like three years post this incident? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's not suspicious. Um, in 1990, the original investigator had retired um, and published an article in which he claimed that while compiling his report, he had been pressured to not include his views on what happened. It was titled, The Enigma of the Fireballs. He claimed that the skiers had been killed by heat rays or balls of fire associated with UFOs. He also claimed he had found trees with burn marks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's more. all I have. But um, oh. this is going to lead us into our first theory of um, a UFO. Um, and there's a lot of theories for this case. Some not so intelligent. Um, and some I kind find of... find that hard to believe. Right. Um, they spent a but... month on it, Bailey. I'm sorry. Um, real quick, can I just... I found something uh, when I was looking for photos for the Instagram. Can I just show this real quick? Because it relates to something we were talking about um, last episode where we were mm-hmm. um, trying to figure out where the one guy's head was mm-hmm. in the... Um, by the snow den. Oh, in the, the um. Yeah. Oh. Let me just scroll back here. Where's the other photo? Okay, so I think we said that maybe his head was just underwater. Yeah, and it looks like based on this image that it was. Um, yeah, because I can oh. see looking at it. Like, his arm, like, where that blue thing you just showed us had his arm. Yeah. His head is just, it's like where the water, little bit of waterfalls kind of pouring over there. Oh. I know he was already dead here. Oh, okay. But I still feel like it's rude. I feel a little yeah. extra. Yeah. It feels mean, I guess. Yeah. By Mother Nature? Yes. Yeah. Like, it is, you know, already been through quite a bit. She's often very rude. Mm-hmm. She's a she's a very... Um... Fickle bitch. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I was going to talk a little bit of shit, but I don't want her to <laughs> look at me. A lot of respect for Mother Nature. A lot of respect for her. Mm-hmm. She's, she's the she, look at... she really likes to fuck with Pennsylvania weather, though. Well, she's got some stuff going on right now i think in her personal life so i just i wouldn't right okay she's dealing um, with it do you want to get to our theories yeah okay great so the U- first UFO. one ufo which the only thing that like besides the original investigators claim um you remember how um, when the Dyatlov group were, like, taking the train and everything, I had mentioned that there was another group of hikers um, going along yes. with them, but then they split off. Yes. So, 
they were interviewed with this investigation and they witnessed orange fireballs while out on their hike and this was written in their diaries um so this event was recorded well before they knew anything of the tragedy um who's to say if that's a ufo or what the fuck that was but it's worth noting i obviously i gave very little to this theory because oh i was gonna say it sounds like you're really convinced i you know i don't even think we need more evidence I, yeah, that's probably what the government or the investigators thought. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other um, fun theories are because, again, there was there's like over 75 possible theories that have been gathered at this point. Um, carbon monoxide poisoning from the heater. Mm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Arctic hysteria. Mm. I like that one because it sounds fun. Is that right? just what it sounds like? You're out there, you're cold, you panic. Uh, have you ever been so cold that, like, you don't know what to do? You're out there, you're cold, you panic. Arctic hysteria. <laughs> Definition okay. right there. Yeah. Um, another one was a time vortex. Oh, I think that's the one. Um, what, do you have any, any other details, or is it just no, time I, vortex? You know, I didn't think that I needed to get details for these, but um, I got that one off of uh, the Dial-Off uh, website okay, that we've been on. So you could I, totally look into that if you wanted to. I didn't. I'm just wondering like, how they would like, what what that's it, what right I um I don't know what you mean. That don't that one doesn't make sense, Drew. Um, I just would a... like more details as to how that like did the vortex beat them up? I have never a, been in a time vortex. Maybe somebody came out of a vortex. Maybe they saw somebody come out of a vortex and they were like, son of a bitch, they saw me, they're not supposed to know about the vortex. You know, there's a there's a YouTube video and a whole paragraph on the website for this too. There's um a movie called I think Devil's Pass, which is loosely based on this incident, and it's about a group of documentary students who decide to do the hike, like on the anniversary of when they did it, and it's film documentary style, which I always enjoy, and uh, I, it involves I guess before I thought of it as time travel, but now I'm gonna say time vortex. Mm. It has an interesting. Um, and we'll have to watch it someday. Uh, some other ones are um, a reindeer, a wolverine. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go back to reindeer. Yeah, I was going to just more clarity on that, um, please. Are those U shaped wounds supposed to be little bitty reindeer hooves? I was going to say. <laughs> Oh, maybe. <laughs> was it baby reindeer that they were stampeded by? Ru- Rudolph. See, what happened was Rudolph just got bullied by the other reindeer and was... On a rampage. Yeah, I mean, you know how it is. When you get bullied, you feel like bullying other people. I mean, I believe... Just be- I believe a reindeer you can like- fuck you up because I think anything with hooves could really do some damage if it wanted to. I don't think it's going to suck your eyeballs out of your head, though. 
So, so the theory on the website was <laughs> that it was uh, <laughs> so horrifying to think about. They were stampeding and ran over the tent. Okay, but then, and then the victims got caught up in their hooves and got dragged mile away. Oh, yeah. I, um. But they said that when they found the body, or when they found the campsite, they also had seen footsteps somewhere nearby footprints, which I think is a little bit crazy that it was that long and there were footprints visible. But when they have also seen reindeer herd hoof prints. I can't answer that question, Lacey. Well, she wasn't there, Lacey. Um, another one is a wolverine that climbed in the tent and they all panicked and ran out of it. Yeah, I mean, I would, um, too. The next one was a bear. Same reasoning? I think so. Okay. Um, a next one, which is just insanely laughable, is um, escaped prisoners. This being because oh, there were two here. escaped prisoners caught during the search. Um, but, of course, they denied any involvement. Sure. Well, they already ruled out burglary, so... Yeah. Couldn't have been um, them. There was also um, a theory of sudden madness from bad alcohol or hallucinogenic mushrooms. Mm. Any evidence of that, or...? Well, just they had a bottle of vodka. Food. However, they weren't really drinking on this hike, because I saw something that, like... You really have to stay focused on these Category 3 hikes because they're yeah. so tedious. So, like, drinking and, like, partying wasn't really, like, their vibe. I um, couldn't imagine that it would be. Yeah. So As for the mushrooms, um, the Mensi people actually will sometimes hang them from trees to dry. So, I guess the theory goes that they, like, pluck them off of there. They found also, some hanging mushrooms and were like, we're going to try these. I mean, yum. But, yeah. So. Hmm. Um, then there's the Mensi theory that the hikers were slaughtered for staying on secret land, or even perhaps for a ritual. That was quickly thrown away in the investigation, just because the Mensi are very peaceful people, and they often, like, help hikers. Um, and they really didn't care about this mountain and it wasn't sacred at all so yeah there wasn't anything to do on that it was called yeah. the dead mountain because there was nothing was good boring. there yeah um the next one is the yeti i like that one i think that's the most likely i'll say this picture that we have of this like mystery man looks like the like stereotypical fuzzy bigfoot picture do you have any... What photo do you see? What photo are you talking about? I'm the looking for it right now. So no, I can no, no, I mean, is. like, the stereotypical Bigfoot photo. You know, where he's off the distance and he's like, it was like somebody in a gorilla suit or something. Hold on, I'll show you. Continue, I'll send it to you. Okay, great. Um, The next, so the next few, we're going to go into, like, more, like, believable theories um not that the other ones aren't believable but you know um an avalanche struck the tent causing the crushing injuries of the three 
um, victims with the bad chests and stuff. Um, this forced the whole group to cut their way out and head for the far to the forest for shelter. I don't However, know. Hold on. Go ahead. However, um, no. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, no avalanche debris was found. If you remember, the ski pole holding up the front of the tent was still standing. Oh, yeah. um, nothing was crushed inside the tent. Uh, and an investigation had shown that the slope of where they pitched the tent was 30 degrees and is like just on the cusp of being too shallow to generate a, an avalanche. Um, I also find it very hard to believe that if someone is crushed by an avalanche enough to like cause broken ribs and a hemothorax and like pulmonary edema that they were able to walk at least a mile. Yeah. You would think if, I mean, if an avalanche comes down on the tent and they're crushed and the tent is destroyed, they f- fight their way out of it. Why would they even go far from that area? All of your shit is there. You know you're in a life or death situation. Why are you hiking? Some of you half-dressed when everything you need is right there. Like, your best hope of survival is to stay where you are. It seems like they're too experienced to be in that situation and do that. Um, My viewpoint is that I f- like the sense that I get from this this group is that if that were to happen, they would be like, "Okay, this is what we need to do." They wouldn't start stabbing recklessly at their tent, like mm-hmm. trying to like panicky. They'd be like, "We need to cut open the tent, climb out of the hole, and then make our way back to." Although that would explain why they would want to go back to the storage. But still, you would think that they would know which direction it was yeah, based it, on where they were. I mean, all was. of them were in the wrong direction. And it, so, looking at the map, it looks to me, because the three that were found, hold on, I have to make this bigger so I can see their names Igor, Rustam, and Zena, they mm-hmm. were found, Bailey. You said their bodies were pointing, like their heads were toward the tent, almost like they were going back. And it, so, if that's the case, it kind of seems to me like they were all together down here by the cedar tree the snow den and then three of them decided for whatever reason they were going to try to go back to the tent it just doesn't seem like any of them were heading in the direction of the storage site well so what my theory was is that they were headed towards the storage site or their intention was to go to the storage site but they started walking in the wrong direction yeah and then once they reached about a mile they realized they they should have come across it by now and so then for whatever reason the group a a large group decided to stay and then the others were going to go back for the supplies and the only reason that i can think that they would do that is if somebody was injured over here yeah that was my thought is that something and i know that we're not through with theories i know bailey's got more um something scared them enough that they got as far as they could and tried to make a little bit of a shelter, but they were, they didn't have enough clothes. Maybe somebody died not too long after getting there. They knew that this was not a good situation. And three of them were like, 
we have to try to get back and get some supplies from the tent. That's what I'm picturing happening. And they just didn't make it because they could not. I was going to say because they couldn't survive in the conditions, but that also doesn't even explain all their injuries and stuff. So. Still reads to me like they were all together and then some of them tried to head back. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I th- I think that it's more of a... I don't know. They Like, if they were... I don't know. It makes sense to me that they walked in the wrong direction by accident mm-hmm. and then were retracing their steps to go back to the tent to kind of restart. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one um, is something called infrasound. I've I've heard about this. Yeah, which pretty much are like vibrations and sounds below the range of human hearing, um, but we can still like feel them. um, And they've been known to cause terror and anxiety. Um, I saw somewhere that someone was explaining this and saying that like, it's only um, perceptive to, like, some people, or it was something about, like, it's very unlikely that all nine people would feel this and then go into that, like, state of dread and anxiety. Um, Could I say real quick that, Bailey, if the three of us were in a tent and you and I heard something and took off, Lacey 100% would follow us. Absolutely. Wouldn't question it. She, Might question it, it, but I'd wait till we got to where we were running. Yeah. And if then she I'd had be like, no why idea you do that? what was happening, if you and I took off, she would 100% follow. Okay. Woo. And you Not know how they... Like... <laughs> <laughs> And maybe, like, somebody who didn't hear it felt that even though they couldn't hear it, it would be best if they stuck together with the group. Yeah, maybe if a couple people are panicking and desperately trying to get out and running, a couple more are like, I don't know what's going on, but it seems pretty bad. I can't get left behind. Yeah. Oh, I feel like it's still staying in the tent. Um, anyway, <laughs> going into the next theory... <laughs> You're um, a strong, independent woman. Oh, so you're more of a leader. I, mean, I, I said, leader, you will not get me you. out there in that cold um, middle of the night. This one is a, the most widely accepted theory, um, which, again, I don't think is a, a good one, but whatever. Um, it's a slab avalanche theory. Um, so pretty much a slab avalanche is when compact snow slides down the slope um, when the underlying weaker snow layer gives way. So if you're thinking about like say we got like that like dusting of snow and then we got like those like that thicker like heavier snow on top of it. Basically like once that like weaker snow like gives way all of this heavy snow just comes down. Um, they think this theory because they believe that when they cut out the area for their tent this weekend, the like structure of the snow on the um, mountain 
um, and caused all of that snow to come down. Once the avalanche of the snow hit, the group slashed their way through the tent in a panic. Um, it had been said that this slab could cause broken ribs. Um, but the ones that weren't badly injured escaped and helped the others that were. Um, the theory continues on to say that, like, two of them had succumbed to the cold by the tree, three froze on the way back trying to get back to the tent, and the four died by the ravine trying to make their own shelter. Um, it attributed facial damage to, um, to the animal scavengers. Here's the thing. I feel we, like you and I have a very similar opinion. Yeah. Probably. We know that the Cedar Point was a mile away. And if we're going... Because this theory also says that, like, maybe they heard what sounded like an avalanche, even if it was a slab avalanche, um, and panicked, thinking that it was going to be just some kind of giant big avalanche, or mm -hmm. even if it hit, they thought this was the beginning of a larger avalanche. Um, so that's why they escaped and fleed their tent. You didn't need to get a mile away to notice that no bigger avalanche was coming. Especially because, like we said, they'd have been going so slowly. Yeah, and it's it's... We talked about how it was like four feet deep of snow. They're barefoot. They're not dressed accordingly. Why continue on for that long, that far? Because I assume, I've never been in an avalanche, but I can assume that they come pretty quickly. And if you have all this snow moving, you would expect the rest of an avalanche to come. Um, in 2020, the government had reopened this case um, and had come to this conclusion of a slab avalanche. Oh, the Russian um, government decided? Yeah. Okay. It's not However, it was discussed that the tent was on like a 30 degree angle on the hill. Um, so it's pretty mild to cause an avalanche. There's also, again, no sign of the, the avalanche. Um, and local Mency and other common, like, visitors to this area have never seen an avalanche here. I so trust I trust them more than the government. Yeah. Also, yeah. I'm not even going to mention anybody's eyes being scooped out because I think I've beat that horse for a while. Um, but the, uh, I don't remember what they're called. The spots that show where the blood settled. Petechia? They... Oh, cadaver spots. Yes. The... Like, I feel like I keep forgetting that and then remembering that some of them were moved after they died. And, like, the cadaver spots show that. Plus, you had told us that only one of them, I don't remember which one, I think maybe Igor, was the one that, like, he was still alive where he was because, like, his body had melted Rest him. snow. Rest him. But the rest of them, that hadn't happened. Yeah. So, like, even that whole situation, I can buy into a good bit of that although like you i feel like they wouldn't have gone so far you know well, they get a little bit away some of them turn to go back to get supplies or whatever but like their bodies being moved after they died that's a big what I... could do that the thing that like the yeti hang like i always get caught up on for like the avalanche theory and like them getting injured in the tent first 
you have broken ribs. I've mm. never, I've like, I've never had broken ribs, but I would not want to walk a mile broken ribs with broken blood ribs. in your cavity, right? That was a bunch of them. You, Can I just no say, no way you could have made it. The broken ribs, like Simon definitely had flail chest, and I believe. I think they both would have had flail chest. Oh. Which is like you you're not going anywhere with that. You cannot Lu- go anywhere with that. Luda had a rib going in her heart. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, and there, she died all the way sense. at the snow den. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so that's their new theory. I do remember that a couple years ago that they came out and they were like, it's official. It's an avalanche. That I it's talked not. to one of you two it's about it and we were like, not. Oh, I fucking hate that theory so much. Um, okay. My thing is that the picture of them, of their tent, doesn't look like it's like in the mountain enough to be like, do you know what I mean? doesn't look steep. like you mean like buried enough no it just doesn't look like like the one picture that i showed you where it was like on the side of a mountain and then oh, all the snow you came mean on the slope top. was the slope is too like gradual yeah yeah where like where where did all the snow come from i don't know all right keep going give us some more okay um, the next one was murder-suicide. Oh, I was gonna say, do you think it's possible that they all, like, just attacked each other? <laughs> so, no. Okay. Um, this, if we, if we look at the injuries, um, Luden Simon had broken ribs. It's not, like, for basing it off of, like, a murder-suicide scenario, you can't break your own ribs. Um, Nicholas and Rustam had violent Mm -hmm. head trauma. Alexander showed sign of strangulation. Um, obviously someone had cut off the clothes from George and Yuri, so they were most likely either the first or some of the first to die first. Um, and Zena was found in a different position from when she died, which, if we're Mm -hmm. going off of all that, it leads Igor if we're doing a single murder-suicide event. Um, but he had no motive. And also, it's very unlikely that, like, one person could control all of them. Yeah. Just in, and, like, like, any situation, gonna... let alone out there in four feet yeah. of snow at night. He just, like, ever once in a while, like, takes someone outside of the tent and's like, hey, what's going on? And then just, like, off <laughs> One Wander a mile off with me for a minute. <laughs> yeah. I could see a, a group of military like people We're not ordering there them yet. out of the tent. We're not there yet. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> Next, we're we're gonna go into more sinister ones. Ooh. Um. So the first one is we're gonna call this like a weapons theory. Um, basically it goes that, um, the flashing lights and the moving balls of fire that were seen were actually the Soviet Union military testing weapons in the mountains and the hikers had just like happened upon it and saw something they shouldn't have. And then were kind of like hunted down or like 
found again by the military. Um, in 2008, a three-foot-long piece of metal was found in the area. Um, it's believed to be metal that's a part of a Soviet ballistic, ballistics missile. Um, if the military was testing weapons, this could also explain the um, radioactivity seen or um, picked up on some of the bodies. Um, however, <laughs> problem with this theory is it's, which is also Soviet Union, so what kind of evidence would they actually, like, they're not going to fucking come out and tell us. Um, but it's not consistent with with what's found on the site. There had been no evidence of, like, others in the mountains. Um, like other it, people. Yeah. If it was also, like, the military, why the staging so elaborate and bizarre? I mean, they could have just... Um, yeah. I think Lacey mentioned it yesterday. That... Yeah. They could have just made them disappear without yeah, that was my, causing I think a bunch of drama. Because I yeah. tend to lean, and I know we're not done with all the theories, but I've always leaned toward the military being involved, or the government in some way. Um, but I do think it's weird that they wouldn't just make them disappear and make it look like some hikers got lost in a snowstorm or something, versus leaving them with this bizarre thing unless, that people are going to talk about for decades after. Unless, Lacey, they were they were all experienced hikers, and so family may have been like, they're oh, out there, we else, need yeah. to keep searching, and the government didn't want people poking around. Yeah, and I mean, they could have felt like if they pushed the avalanche theory enough, people would just accept it. You know, they might not have expected people to have so many questions or push back so much yeah and we can we can go back to that weird photo in the lodging town where like luda is like could she have picked something up from the soldiers and they followed them out there if it was important um so um another theory is on the kgb Mm. is that the government the KGB was um uh like the army sort of but not I always think of it as like Russia's CIA but I don't know if that's true or not I th- I think that's pretty close honestly to it it's like it's um oh it's they're like secret police mm. in the sense that they are different from the military but like are very um kind of like cia but like also like very into secrets and policing their own people um this theory goes with like simon being the last to join the group supposedly yeah supposedly he had um in his service record because he served in world war ii there were holes and inconsistencies um a book that was published in Russia, I don't know what year, but this is obviously after, claimed that Simon and two other skiers were KGB agents on an assignment to meet with a group of CIA operatives. Um, 
and we're giving them like deliberate misinformation and something went wrong. Um, so is this theory blaming the CIA for the murders or deaths? It's possible. Well, that's awfully rude. Why are they pulling us into it? Because it's the Cold War. Okay, well, still. Okay. Feels unnecessary. Blame um, a different country. And then the last theories focus on uh, espionage. What What do you think happened? Let me you get through this whole... one. Oh, okay. Um, this is my last one, and then we'll talk about what I think happened. Um, so this theory focuses on um, George being a spy. Um, in the thought process that he got arrested on purpose at that first train station um, in order to verify his official status so he had access to a phone. Um, at this time, so the only, like, secure phone lines in Russia were, like, military bases and police stations. So it's a big leap that they're going with this, that he got arrested on purpose in order to, like, confirm where he was and like what he was doing and he gained access to this hiking group um he had worked in the nuclear facility and had worked on the like disaster cleanup um he had a security clearance he was in a sensitive position um if he was working as like a spy this meeting would be in the mountains away from civilization like pretty secretive like a good spot um and again kind of like with like the kgb thing like he could have met with like a cia operatives and it went wrong um another so mad if i was an innocent biker and somebody was just like i'm using this as a cover to do shady shit and then it went wrong and I ended up getting murdered. I'd be so mad. I would haunt the shit out of people. Um, another one that's very close to this is saying that Simon and George were working together. Um, Simon with his history of nuclear disasters. No, sorry. George with that history. Simon being a World War II veteran. veteran. Um, and this one specifically talks about... Um, the radioactive clothing, how they were going to, like, give that to whoever, say the CIA at this point, um, but pretty much whoever this meeting was with, they got wise to this, um, false information and just killed everybody. So... Um, this is the one that makes the most sense to me, um, that was brought up in my book. I the don't one know. You just said? No, there's a, there's, a, oh, okay. I'm about to say, um, basically this person's theory goes that intruders came to the tent, either they like hunted them down or whatnot um and they had forced the entire group out of the tent because they were looking for someone or something in particular okay. um which is why they had everyone empty their pockets 
they force the group to drop whatever and then force them to walk towards the tree line towards a campsite they had made up by the cedar tree um this it talked about how this would be like probably three people because if it was one person nine people could overpower one person mm-hmm. um it could also explain the cuts in the tent because say they had left them out in the cold like ussr did for um executions they don't want them having a shelter to get to so they cut that um weren't the cuts from the inside yeah so somebody went into the shelf went into the tent and started cutting out well what if they were looking for something didn't find it and then we're like well we're already in here might as well make this not a shelter um and he goes into much more detail with the book but pretty much like yuri and george get tied to the tree they're like I think tortured, but like deemed not useful. Um, while Rustam, Zena, and Igor were uh, restrained and kind of just gonna be like left there to hang out as they took the other four um, to the snow den because the they focus on George in this theory because of the radioactiveness um, and his history, like just saying what if George was like caught up in this and then was found out that he was selling false um information or like going like giving them like some kind of like lies um and they didn't know what George looked like and so they just were dwindling them down and then how Rustam Igor and Zena ended up in the middle of like the between they had gotten free at one point and one of the guys came back to them did whatnot um to like further knock them out but they had taken the restraints which is why we only see like body positioning and the cuts on the ankles um and they further tortured simon luda Alexander and George? No. Who were the the four in the snow den? Was it Nikolai, the other one? There's my PowerPoint. Simon, Alexander, Nicholas, and Luda. Okay. Um... Oh, maybe he didn't focus... I think he focused on Nikolai in this one. Um... Sorry, I'm butchering this. I didn't want to steal his theory word for word, but pretty much, like, they were, like, torturing information out of each of them, like, working it down, which could explain why we saw those rib fractures from someone kneeling on their chest while we saw the clothespins, while we had eyes taken out um, while they were alive, possibly while while Luda's... I dropped my money. Got it. Possibly why we had Luda's tongue ripped out. Um, yeah. I lean towards the theory that it wasn't fucking weather. It wasn't a fucking yeah. avalanche. Um, 
Eileen, I don't know if it's that, like, if it has something to do with, like, CIA secrets or whatnot. I think we're leaning heavily on, like, the time frame and where we were politically in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the three people do make sense. I think that it's definitely not natural things. I think they were all caused by somebody um, to these hikers. And it, it kind of makes the most sense that a team did this and did all of these, uh, injuries, whether it's like, it actually be like their own government or, uh, the military or an outside like country, like that's the one that makes the most sense to me. Thoughts? I agree. I don't know. I can't figure out the specifics, but I agree that it was probably a group of people. I'm still kind of leaning military. That they not necessarily saw something that they shouldn't have, but that this group, I'm going to say an elite group of military people. Think like SEALs. Whatever version of the Russian military SEALs that would be doing stuff in the mountains. It was like a small group of people were doing something out there, whether they were testing something or they had something going on, and then discovered that these people were out there hiking nearby and were like, fuck, we have to find out if they saw anything. Mm-hmm. We have to get rid of potential witnesses to this. I think is like the closest that I've got, but I'm still not like 100% solid on that. But I do agree that it was done by humans. And that it wasn't just one, that it was a team of them. I was and also like, thinking you mentioned that um, they said in their diary, somebody mentioned that they had been kind of following behind a hunter. Like they were seeing signs that there was somebody hunting, but like nobody ever came forward. And I remember thinking that when you said that, that maybe as it came out, like a couple of weeks later, as they found the bodies and stuff, this person who had been hunting at the same time in the mountains was like, I saw some, I heard some weird shit that night i'm not gonna come forward and tell anybody that i was out there that's all it's also the fact that like there are diaries missing yeah and like the camera being destroyed in the water could be coincidence doesn't feel like it the fact that he even had a camera on him well, he also had a pen and paper in his hand, too. Like, yes. Just... So it seems like he wanted to be able to record something that was going on. Take pictures of yeah. it. Rec- write it down. It's also just, like, the cadaver spots, like, they were moved. Yeah. Like, you can't... It had to either be people moved them. The only other thing out there that could have moved their bodies like that would i would assume be a bear and i would also assume there would be evidence because if there's bears in the mountains like a bear would be big enough to move a person if they wanted to but i would also assume there would be evidence on the body scratch marks or something yeah a bear wouldn't just flip someone over (laughs) yeah um and i think like their eyes were taken out while they were alive yes no one like that's, that was that's not the part done that by was, animals. 
No bird is pecking people's eyes out while they're still alive. And that's the part with this, like, stupid avalanche theory that I'm like, what? Like, I, I don't understand how we can even remotely, like, say, yeah, that's what happened. Or that's, like, close to what happened. Not like not to mention any other body, like any other like harm that happened. They they lost their eyes while they were alive. While they were alive. We know that. That's in the autopsy report. Of all the things that the fucking coroner actually did, <laughs> we know that. There's yeah. So many things that the radiation. I feel like the radiation gets glossed over, and that's fucking weird. It does. Um. and that's they bring that up in like espionage like for um for like them to like for whoever to hand that over to their meeting um because supposedly at this time like the whole um you remember the um nuclear disaster i mentioned like i think episode one that one of them worked on. Um, mm-hmm. Russia being Russia didn't really like own up to that sure. initially in the world. So, but like they're, because Russia and the US at this time were like heavily competing on like nuclear arms. So, I don't know. So, of all the theories, they all share a basic assumption that the full story has not been told, clearly. Yeah. Um, Yuri Yudin, the survivor, has maintained that the deaths were not natural. In 2013, he declared his friends had been taken from the tent at gunpoint and murdered. Luda may have had her tongue cut out by the killers because she was the most outspoken of the group. Um, he passed in that same year of 2013. His last wishes was he wanted to be buried in St. Michael Cemetery near some of the other hikers. Um, he never really, I mean, not surprising, he never fully recovered the trauma of losing his friends. Um, and he always thought he might have been able to save them had he continued on the hike, which I think is no, not true, unfortunately. Um, he also, one of his quotes that I, um, took for this is, all my life I wanted to be the 10th, which is just so sad. Yeah. Like, I mean, I get, I understand, but, like, we also wouldn't have, he gave us a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Like, if you remember the disaster of the tent, when they, like, just dumped everything, like, Yuri was there to, like, help go through it and help say whose was whose. Yeah. Um, he also um said if they were really killed by a natural force, there would be no secret, we would not be talking about this more than 50 years later which i think speaks volumes um a monument was erected for the hikers um it was in the last few um slides of the powerpoint i shared um and yuri yudin was added after his passing that's all i have do you have any final theory or any thoughts i've i've said my theories throughout (laughs) <laughs> they f- they fall off a cliff. Not all of them. Okay. Um, I think something caused them to walk away, and they split up. 
Okay. I'm not um, satisfied. I am disturbed and frustrated. And I feel like it's been a while since I ended an episode feeling disturbed and frustrated. So sorry. Thanks, I guess. All right. Um, well, uh, subscribe to our Patreon at Drew, what is it? Sinister and Sarcastic 942. If you want to watch our beautiful faces and also enjoy our beautiful PowerPoint presentations yeah, that we share. Say, there were a lot of pictures um, that you gave us. I know. Also, just a disclaimer, if you come on here specifically to see our beautiful faces, my camera is being wonky. So you, only you will not get to see my beautiful face for the Diet well, Love Pass. Two out of three is okay. Yeah. It's above average. <laughs> is it? So there we go. Um, tune in next week for Lacey's case. Yes. Has she decided what she's going to be talking about? Yes. I'm, and I might combine two, but we're still going oh, to be boy. in kind of cold weather expedition territory. Mm. Oh, okay. I know that the cool. Diet Love Pass wasn't like an expedition, but they did journey out into the cold, so. Yeah. It's rough. I'm just teasing it without telling it's you what cold. I'm really doing. All right. Um, well, that was sinister. And we were sarcastic. And we hope you keep listening. 